Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Hi, Perry. How are you? I'm good. I'm. It's morning time here, which is a first in this podcast history that we're doing it the other way around. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's always me being tired and ready for bed and you just starting your day. So it's fun. We get a little switch around. That's true because, I mean, I'm normally not a night, a night owl and I'm normally in bed by this point in the night. I know. So we will see how awake (laughs) I will be by the end of this. I might be loopy like you were towards the end of the last episode. Yeah, when it was 2 a.m. of the last episode. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, and also when we scheduled this, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, it's going to be great. I'll wake up early on the weekend and then I'm going to spend the day outside and that. Yeah, no, it's like raining. I think it's going to rain all day today too. So if there was a weekend to sleep in, like this would have been the weekend to sleep in. So it's fine. Mistakes were made. I mean... I mean, if it makes you feel any worse, today was actually an absolute gorgeous day. It does like, make me feel worse. Thank you. <laughs> I think it was like, I don't know, was, I think 70s maybe? Ugh. It was really nice and sunshine and... Was there a breeze? Oh, there was a beautiful oh, breeze, so it wasn't even breeze. like... It was like no humidity, which is weird for here, especially this time of year. Yeah, for sure. You would think this would be like the most humid time with summer coming and everything. Um, I think right now we are getting this beautiful break in nature mm. until we get smacked in the face with humidity and a lot of rain, because rainy season normally starts around now. Okay. And then we go into typhoon season. I was about to ask you typhoons. It's funny, because growing up on the East Coast, we still dealt with them. I mean, the last nasty hurricane I dealt with was probably Sandy, so if anyone remembers that one. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, because people are like, oh my god, typhoons, he's out. I'm like... If you grew up on the East Coast or you grew up down South, like, on the water, you know what a hurricane is. Yeah. It's, it's same, same. Just be prepped. Bring your stuff inside. Please, for goodness sake, strap down the trampoline. No one wants, <laughs> them in the y- wants it in another yard. Yeah. I mean, in Maine, it was usually too cold to ever get a hurricane. It would kind of, like, dissipate out into the Atlantic by the time it got up there. So I never really had hurricanes yeah. growing up. We just had, you know, nor'easters where you just get dumped on. I mean... Four feet of snow yep. overnight is no joke. Yep. But the way I, like, what I always tell people, a nor'easter, like, bad snow is the best kind of natural disaster you can have because with a, curry, a hurricane, it picks your stuff up and it moves it somewhere else. Same with flooding. Same with earthquakes and tornadoes. They all will move your things around and you might just, like, not know where your house is the next day. Opposed to nor'easter, like, everything just stays still. Like, you just get snowed in. You are you might not be able to see your car, but you know your car is underneath all that snow in your driveway, which I think is really important to me. I don't want to lose things randomly. When I lived in... um. Mississippi, there was a guy that he was like, yeah, I'm going to go out on my boat and da 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 He's like, that boat, I got that boat during Katrina. It just landed in my yard and nobody came to get it, so that became my boat. Which is not exactly how we spoke, but pretty darn close. Yeah, but then here, here, I'm in the Midwest now, and last weekend, Will was out playing D&D with his friends, and then a tornado warning comes in, and I'm just like, I don't like this, I don't like this at all, I'm I'm like a dog, I get like the shakes and start like panting, I'm like, I don't want to be here, because it's like hot, and the air feels quiet, and it's very weird when air feels quiet, and... It's eerie, (sighs) it's really, really eerie. Um... Okay, I have one last weather story. And then we need to stop talking about the weather because this is a weather podcast at this point. (laughs) But the day that Will was gone and we had the tornado warning, 
was like, okay, like I got to get the cats and the dog and I got to go down to the basement and I get down to the basement that Will and I have been refinishing or just finishing, not refinishing. It's never been finished. We are finishing. And I get down there and it's an absolute disaster because my sweet darling husband gave up. He just straight gave up. We contracted workout for the rest of it. Like he literally was like, nope, I'm out. I'm over it. I'm bored. So, meh. So I get down there, but that infuriated me. So I was like gonna go hunker down in the unfinished basement, but I had so much rage at my husband for giving up on this that I decided I would literally rather die than go down into that basement. And I told him that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. So, yeah, moral of the story is I really oh let, have a, I've reached my breaking point there, and uh, contractors are going to come out in the next two weeks. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll hear an update in our next episode how you're doing with that. So, I mean, the funny thing is even though we're all talking about crazy weather things and all that right now, funny enough, it actually kind of has a little bit of something to do about the Mm -hmm. topic we want to cover today. So, one thing that's kind of fun that we want to talk about is the joys of PCSing. Any military spouse out there, active, active military spouse, whatever, all knows the joys of being told, hey man... Yeah, I know you're really comfortable. You have a really nice community going. Very happy. Really doesn't matter. Guess what, though? You're moving. We did decide that we're going to break up PCSing into two ep- mm-hmm. two, probably two episodes because it's such a yeah. large topic. This one is going to pretty much start talking about, like, you got your orders and pretty much up until mm-hmm. right before flight kind of thing. Feel free if you find that any of our tips were useful. Or if you find that any of our tips are garbage. Or you have tips that we didn't even think about covering and you think we missed something, let us know. Most definitely. But we're going to do our best to at least talk a little bit from experience and then and then pull for, from some different resources. For you, Perry, like if I know it's been a little bit since the last time you've had to do a move. Like what is your, like what, what has your experience okay, so been? So first, PCS. Will was in Korea, and then he went to Germany, and then I was living with a roommate in New Hampshire, and then I went to Germany, so we PCS separately, which was kind of weird, and we didn't have a lot of stuff, so it was actually pretty easy. I decided to pack up the few things that, you know, I have, and the military did come, and they packed it up for me. It took all of, like, an hour, which is funny now, when my most recent PCS, it took a lot longer than an hour to to pack up everything. And like, that was fine. And then PCSing from Germany back into the States was a pretty good experience overall. The German packers were amazing. And Will did pretty much all the work because there's nothing I really could have done other than, you know, clean the house and whatnot. What's interesting is the move between Mississippi and then where I am now was probably the worst move. Um, the moving company was awful. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about their crazy schemes later whenever people post online about oh this is my first pcs i just go hey the movers are like gorillas that have been possessed by demons that are possessed by people that you wronged in a past life and they're out to destroy you so that's something that i learned during that uh, move And then we drove, which was kind of a nice change of pace other than flying because we were able to keep a lot of our stuff with us. But yeah, um, I think probably it was more stressful moving overseas, definitely. That was a harder PCS than the domestic one. But at the same time, the domestic one was just like a worse experience overall. (laughs) So that was kind of weird. How about you, Shannon? Um, I know for me, my ordeal with PCSing, I know for us, 
when I moved out to live with my husband in the Midwest, I just was living at my mother. So it was pretty much, I packed up my car. He packed up his car. We went from, I pretty much just moved my stuff in with him. And then when we got our first notice to go to, over to Germany, it was like a less than, mm-hmm. I think it was a three month notice or less. So we pretty much had to pack up, like we had to basically just like throw our stuff into high speed, get the house packed, get everything done really, really quick. And I remember we actually had to push out our date because we just, things mm-hmm. were not falling together quick enough. And once we finally got our stuff, it just, it kind of felt like we got noticed. We got our notification. And the next yeah. thing you know, we were kind of on a flight. It was very quick. Boom, 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 done. Um, we were really lucky because we had, because mind you, this was our very first base, mm-hmm. young, dumb airman couple, uh, like in our early, early 20s, like 2021, 20, 22. And this older, actually quite a few older uh, military couples kind of, I think, took pity on us <laughs> and like took us under their wing and helped us take care. And there's this one, this one, like, I, I won't say her name because we don't, I don't know if we have um, clearance to say her name. But she was such a, like, such a sweetheart. She's, you know, she's one of those, she's a veteran spouse. She's done in a while. And she helped um, the people that we actually met her through help them yeah. retire yes. out who live next to them. And remind you, this is a really funny story. She also assisted them when they got their stuff mm-hmm. packed up by the movers. And apparently they didn't like her hmm. because she was quote unquote too involved, hmm. according to my packers. Remind you, this is all the same town. So when the Packers came to my house, like, two weeks later, she obviously came over to help out because I told, said to her, I'm like, dude, this is my first time doing any of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm doing. And she goes, don't worry. I will come over. I will help you keep an eye on the Packers. Because that's when I learned yes. that Packers break stuff. So she came over and started watching the Packers with us to make sure nothing got broken, nothing got mm-hmm. went, went missing. And it was funny. When they saw her come in, they saw her and her face went pale. <laughs> I'm not even joking. The packer, her face went pale, looked right at me and goes, why is she here? And I go, she's a friend of mine. Why? And she goes, why is she here? Like, she was dead. Like, why is she in your house? I don't want her here. Because apparently she's supposed to be really mean to them at the other person's house. And I know she wasn't mean. She just was like, hey, you guys are forgetting stuff. Once we moved to Germany, had her stuff all unpacked. That wasn't too bad. Um... Germany to Japan wasn't too bad, but yet again, we had a normal amount of notification for more than six months at that point. I don't know. For the most part, we've been fairly lucky. Our most have been fairly... I think our probably our most stressful is going to yeah, Germany. It was probably our worst one, like out of all of them when I have to rack and stack them because it was probably just the most short notice and it was so... I think it was because of me not knowing anything. It just kind of turned into the scary of like... The scary unknown yeah, I part, think I think. for me, when, when I'm PCS to Germany, like I was really excited to live with Will for the first time. It's like, that was cool. But I was, like, not prepared. And I really loved my roommate and all my friends. And, like, I had a really good thing going back home. And um, we ended up putting my... So I was driving Will's car at the time because my car died and he was in Korea. So I picked up his car and I was driving it. So when I moved to Germany, I actually had to drive from New England to the Midwest, which is like a two day drive. And I did it with my roommate. And then we left up from there. Um, And I just remember being like, so upset that I was leaving my best friend and roommate. But I was like, I can cry when I'm dead. Like, I literally didn't cry. I did not acknowledge any of my feelings. So when we finally got to Germany and I stopped moving, I just broke down crying in a bathtub, which I've talked about. So anyways, let's let's get into the meat and potatoes of all of this. Okay, so 
you're at your base, you have your best friends, you're happy, you have a good career, your kids are in a good school, great, and then you get orders. So what do you do? <laughs> um, we're going to break this down into kind of like uh, a countdown into when we would leave. So we're going to start at like the six to three month mark where you have maybe your soft orders, maybe you have your hard orders by now. Um, so what do you do? Like I mentioned before, as the spouse, there's really not a whole lot you can do paperwork wise. Um, that's all going to be on your active duty member. But what you can do is you can actually visit um, the military uh, one source, uh, or the military network site, and they have like these pre-made checklists because there are three different forms of PCS and you can do, you can either have the military move you completely, which is what I've always done. You can do a ditty move, do it yourself. and Which we, we've done partial mm -hmm. ditties, yeah. Which, you know, you pay for everything up front and then the military will reimburse you. It's like so many miles on your car and weight. Yep. You got to weigh your car. That's how you pack it too. Um, and then there's also a partial ditty, which we can also get into later. Um, but regardless of what you're going to be doing, whether you're going overseas or staying stateside, they have all the different checklists you need kind of for your military member and then also just for you. So um, we're going to link those in our show notes. And I know Shan's going to touch on this, but I just wanted to throw out a really good Facebook page called Things I Wish I Knew Before I PCS'd. Um, and they're super helpful and they will share personal checklists that people have made and tips and tricks and you can ask about specific base questions. So Shannon, do you want to kind of expound on that? Oh, absolutely. There's actually another Facebook group that I actually recently got added to. Um, it's PCS Like a Pro. Mm -hmm. There's obviously going to be questions about like, you know, before you get added, but it's a really really active group and is an extremely good group to be a part of. I'm actually going to pull some really fun tricks I've seen just as I scroll through. Um, I know for social media wise, most bases have their own Facebook pages. Also at this three to six month mark, we were talking about joining pages. Um, another thing you could do is start looking for jobs if you are intending to work. I know I got on right away and then I also started checking out like the LinkedIn um, and like the Indeed and stuff like that for jobs in that area. That's something you can do at that six to three month mark. Depending on what your career is, you might not be able to interview right away, but it gives you a really good idea of like what is available to you out there. Also, depending, once again, depending on your job, you could also tell your employer that you are leaving. In my career, I would feel comfortable doing that. If I had six months notice, I would give them six months notice, honestly, because I know that they wouldn't fire me. Like, I wouldn't have any repercussions. And then that would give everybody a lot of time. And then they could hire somebody to replace me. But that being said, in the past when I had, like, retail jobs, I don't think I would give them six months notice because, one... It wasn't really that important of a job. Like anybody could have stepped in and done my job. And two, I would have feared repercussions. So I would say, you know, depending on what you can do and how you feel about your employer, give them as much notice as, as you can. Don't just quit the last day just because that's kind of rude. And on that same topic, just a little piece of advice. Don't work up until the day you move. Because I've always done that and it never is good. Like it's always stressful trying to go to work and still like pack up your house and be there for the movers and get their paperwork and now are you selling your car? It's really not worth it. So quit your job as soon as you can afford not to have that paycheck. I really won't lie. I, I see a lot of people do that and like where I work right now is a mm -hmm. full-time job and like I'm, I plan on giving them 
as much notice as I can. Like, obviously, they're, mm-hmm. they already know my Deros. But right. I will tell them, like, way ahead of time, like, hey, man, we, we know what where we're going and all that. And I hate to say it's like, I would have no problem giving as much notice as possible there. But at the same time, I also have no plans on breaking up to the very, very last day of us flying right. out. And I don't, I don't know how people do it. Honestly, I would rather be home making yeah. sure my house is clean and ready for housing at that point. Yeah, it's not worth it. But I could it. be crazy. I was working coals like literally until the day like before we left I think I called out my last day because I was like I don't know why I said I could work I can't like I have way too much to do right now yeah well and also if you have a job that you could potentially transfer to like a different branch or something especially if you have um like a government job then you definitely want to be able to give them as much notice as possible to try to get you into a new position at, at the next place so yeah. that's another thing to keep in mind or like my boss um we've been here for three years now which is crazy and also the longest I've lived anywhere since I was 17 and I told him I was like listen I'm not saying I have orders because I don't but I'm just letting you know this is the longest I've lived anywhere and if I were to leave <laughs> could I keep my job and work remotely and he was like yeah you can. I'm there like, okay, go. cool. Like, <laughs> good to know. So, and I mean, it's just those conversations that, you know, because of the lifestyle we, we live, you have to be asking those questions and you got to be communicating with your employer if that's an option for you. Yeah. And you also don't want to burn your bridges. Like we've said way, way in the past before, do not burn bridges. Cause if you have been in somewhere like, like how Perry's been where she is and like, even like where I work now, I've been there well over two years at this point, I would not want to just walk them and be like, hey, BT Dubs, I fly out tomorrow. Peace out, Cub Scout. Bye. No, right. I'd want to give them notice and I'd want to be able to use them as, as references. Like, that's another thing to be very important. If you move every couple of years, you need to have a good stack of references. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just shooting yourself in the foot later in life. It really is. Um, so I guess when it comes to the crazy prepping part, um, I'm someone who is a crazy prepper. I'm, yeah, I'm an organizer. I'm a planner. I'm crazy. So for me, this is when I start doing the, so I like Mm -hmm. to do a good deep, deep spring clean and kind of pre start organizing the house, start kind of deciding, you know, okay, what items do we want to purge? Because when it comes to packing and shipping, not all things are going to be shippable or packable. Um, Mm -hmm. And depending on who you get your shipping company with, which is something we can't really it's hard to really speak on because location to location kind of varies with this role because I've heard 15 different things in every single different location. You might need to start getting thinking of the items that you normally cannot ship. I always try to whittle, whittle down my lotions. I try to whittle down all my body washes. I try to whittle down like my stash. If I'm not able to pack it, I don't have mm-hmm. to sell it because right. we, all, we, we all know people sit on those PCS pages going, hmm, they're PCSing soon. I know that girl got a, got a, couple hundred dollar collection of bath and body she's gonna have to post it up for 50 bucks in a little bit (laughs) yeah well and that being said at the six month mark like don't buy new lotions don't be buying new shampoos if you have some don't be buying more canned goods start eating the way through your pantry and stuff like that and then that way when you leave you don't have to throw away a whole bunch of food or you give away, which also is fine. You can give away food. I've seen that all the time, which is the weirdest thing. People are like, um, I have half a thing of bread and a full thing of milk and I promise it's not bad. Does anybody want it? And they're like, yeah, sure. It's so yeah, weird. That's, that's, but it's good. It, I never noticed. Well, the thing is I never really noticed until we moved overseas. And also another thing you want to start planning is what large... Uh, furniture you plan on shipping like are you planning on bringing your bed set or not like I know for us 
since we got married, it's, well, I mean, by the time we leave here, it'll be going almost on 10 years of being married at that point. So everything that we've had furniture-wise, we've had since we've been married. So we're planning on purging a lot of the stuff that we've had for almost 10 years at that point, because it's, it's, it owes us nothing by this point. Yeah, you got <laughs> so, your money's worth out of it, for sure. I know Shan touched us a little bit about, like, purging, like, lotions and stuff. I also noticed, just as a human being, that about every year, once a year, I purge anyways, just because I'm in this mindset of, like, if I had to move tomorrow, I don't want that, and I just get rid of it. Like, my car right now. I really now, need to do that. The hat, like, the back of my car is full of stuff I'm giving away. Because, one, I don't fit into most of my clothes anymore because, thank you, COVID-19. It's all – that 19, that's my 19 pounds from COVID. Nothing fits, so goodbye. But, but like, also, it's, like, six years old. Like, I – if I want to be fashion forward, which I don't, but if I wanted to be fashion forward, I would need to buy new clothes anyways. And then it was just, like, duplicate kitchen stuff that, you know, you I got for free – when I, I moved out my own, and, like, now I have nice utensils, so I really don't need six spatulas anymore. Um, yes, you do. You always no. need six spatulas. Oh, what are you also, doing? Also, side tip, if you get something for free, give it away for free. Don't sell it. Because I've seen this question asked, people like, oh, my God, my friend gave me this table for free, and then I sold it, and now she wants the money from it. And, like, it's just yeah. really weird. Like, if you get no. – if something's gifted to you – just gift it to the next person. I don't even care if you could make money off of it and you need it. Like, just pay it forward, my dude. I like, could, <sighs> I can tell you right now, if I were to give away my table right now to someone for free, like, let's say I were to give it to, like, a like a family who was like, oh, my God, we really need a table. And then she were to turn around and resell it on, like, one of the Facebook pages. Oh, yeah. I would not only be infuriated, mm-hmm. I would go knock on her door and ask for at least all the money or half or of half. it at least. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, as someone who is a petty, petty, petty person, mm-hmm. I would shame you so quickly. I would screenshot yeah. it and then yeah. shame you about it, going, yeah. I gave that to you for free right. instead of just telling me you needed this. In all reality, you were just going to sell it. I'm right. sorry. Exactly. That's shady. That's not cute. That's not that's not a cute look, boo. It's not yeah. a cute look at all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then my last uh, big tip is um, when you are getting ready to PCS – you know those junk drawers that you have? Buy cheap them. Tupperware in lots of baggies. Like lots of like gallon and quart Ziploc bags. Because let me tell you what, it's much easier to have that at least contained than to just have it loose in a box somewhere. <laughs> so you can kind of like Agreed. organize it. And it's also a really good thing to purge. Like I think it was last month I was bored on a weekend and I was just like rage cleaning I think. Um, probably to do with this unfinished basement that I have. And I had three junk drawers. It was like two junk drawers, like a junk basket. And I'm like, I do not need this much junk in my life. And I consolidated it all to one smaller junk drawer. And I used, I feel really, my dad would be proud of me. I used, um, like cleaned out plastic, like fruit containers. You know, when you buy strawberries, it comes in that clamshell. I just like organize it in that. I'm like, this is free. Nice. Like, this is awesome. I'm really proud of you. It's organized. Yeah. Like all my elastics. And, like, all my batteries are all, like, in different fruit boxes. I'm very proud of myself. So, anyways, that's my big, like, last tip for um, that six-month, uh, three to six-month mark range. Hang on. Three to six range mark? What am I trying to say? That's my last tip for that period of time. There you go. The next time period that we we kind of clipped it to was two months to two weeks. So, I know this is kind of really broad. What I normally try to do in this time frame is start selling or if not start planning on what you plan on selling because like I previously talked about there are people that sit on PCS pages 
knowing when the peak PCS times are, and they know people are going to start selling stuff for, they'll see someone post a car and say, oh, PCS sale. They, if they know you're leaving in three months, they're going to wait till like you're just about to leave because then you're going to sell your mm-hmm. car for half the price because right. you want to just get rid of it because you don't want to junk it because you're like, oh, God, I want to junk a car I can get three grand for. But mm-hmm. by the time you're down to your last two weeks, you're willing to take $50 for it. And guess what? That person's like, I'm waiting for you, bro. Yeah. So be yeah. smart. And I think especially moving overseas, um, if you have appliances that are like 220 volt versus the 110, this is when you need to start to be getting rid of those. So like, do you really need your microwave? Can you live without a microwave for a month? Yes, you can. Can you live without your rice maker for a month? Yes, you can. Don't wait until the absolute last minute. Like... Maybe keep your coffee pot for as long as you can. But (laughs) this whole idea of, you know, what can you live without, even if it's slightly inconvenient for a few months, it's definitely better to get rid of that kind of stuff as soon as possible. Even your second car. I mean, once you stop working, you really only need like the one car if you're planning on on not taking both with you. So things like that. Yeah, which shipping cars is something or even talking about cars might be something we we're going to touch on a little bit this one we might even touch on it a little bit in the next episode next too. episode yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like i kind of planning out like what you want to sell kind of like get that organized from your like one to two mark month or even like three months and down you kind of want to kind of get an idea of what you want to keep like what perry was saying do you really need a microwave up until you really last day some people say yes for us a coffee maker is going to be one of those things we're going to keep until the very last day and one thing i didn't even think about until now is if you have items that you have that you don't want to use anymore or that items that you don't think you could really kind of resell or you don't want to resell it um depending on the rules of the of the airman attic airman's attic of that base you can actually bring some of those items there depending Mm -hmm. on how good of shape they are and depending on if that airman attic is taking anything in because that's actually a really good place to bring like your um mix mass uh mix match silverware that you don't plan on keeping Mm -hmm. or your dish set or whatever even old comforters and sheets that you don't plan on keeping you can bring there and they'll depending on the airman's attic they'll take it right and that's another thing to remember is the airman's attic is there so if you get rid of all your stuff and you don't have anything you can just get some stuff from the airman's attic really quickly especially if you know when you pcs into a new location and you don't want to buy new pots and pans while you wait the two months it takes for your movers to bring your stuff to you Definitely use your airman's attic. And again, this is only for the Air Force, but I'm pretty sure other branches have something similar. Um, Depending on where you are, there are, there is, um, you can get loaner stuff too. So yet again, yeah. like this is going to be base dependent on how you want to do things. Or if not, if you have really good friends, which I know I have offered to friends mm-hmm. in the past, because I have a, I have my OG um, set of stuff and then I have like kind of like my secondary stuff and I always tell people like hey man when you move out or when you get rid of your stuff if you need an additional frying pan or something just let me know I'll let you borrow one of mine you know because mm-hmm. that's generally speaking like we've all been there especially as someone who's PCS three times you know when you start getting down to those lower days yeah. you've a shipped your stuff or b you've already gotten rid of it and you wouldn't mind just borrowing someone's stuff for just literally a week so that you can have mac and cheese or something stupid right. like that so when we PCS from Germany, I did something brilliant. I kept one deep saucepan, like frying pan, but like a deep one. Yeah. I had two plastic plates, two plastic bowls, one set of silverware, and then two mason jars because mason jars can be used as glasses, they can be used as measuring cups, and they can be used as storage. So actually, yeah. I think I have more. And like, and then I had like one knife 
which is like a weird thing to put in your bag, but whatever. And I just checked it. And that's what we used when we first got there because I knew with it being an overseas move that we weren't going to see our stuff for three months. And I was like, I don't want to buy any new stuff. So I literally, and like it didn't take a lot of space up in my bag yeah. by any means. So Honestly, that's what I didn't I did. even think and about that. It's brilliant. I, it's brilliant. I like don't, use don't that for pack the next one. real plates. We bought Batman plates. So we have little plastic Batman plates now and I love them. Or if your stateside Target has really cute plastic um like utensils and yeah. um, plates and bowls right now and they're like yeah. 80 cents per thing um yeah so it's definitely worth it and i think also on that same thought don't be afraid to just throw stuff away after a certain yeah. point like your toilet plunger and brush after you do your final clean just toss just it. toss it please just trash toss can it. just toss it <laughs> um one thing that's really important in this time frame if you haven't already started yet please please start getting, if you have pets, I don't mm-hmm. think I can stress this enough, you need to get the ball rolling almost immediately once you know mm-hmm. where you're going. So you need to find out what is regulations to get your pets there. Yeah. I probably should save this rant for the next episode because we're going to go might dive a little bit more into the pet stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save it. But, um, so also at this point, you're getting your hotels, you're making sure your pet's good to go. Um, this is also at that two week out, two week mark out. This is also when you can be making sure your child is set up for daycare and making sure and getting, um, interviews for potential job opportunities for you as well. Um, so that's the time to be doing all that, like actually making those reservations and whatnot. Also for where you are, you want to make sure that you have deep cleaned your house. You're usually in TLF around that two week out mark. So make sure that's completely deep cleaned. If you know that there's damages to your house, either be prepared to pay for them or make sure you've gotten them fixed at this point as well. Yeah, because depending on, I don't know about anyone else who's listening to this or even Perry, I know we have heard horror stories of landlords Mm -hmm. destroying tenants over sometimes Mm -hmm. the most mild damage. So be forward about this stuff. Don't wait till the last second and hope they don't notice it because depending on who you have for a landlord or depending on the housing agency or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. they might walk in and say you're good to go or they might walk in and go, oh, that little scratch at the top, top left corner of your ceiling, mm, we got to repaint the whole room. That's $600 yeah. off your deposit. So it yeah. really kind of depends how yeah. that's how that's going to work out for you. So also just be forward take with it. pictures of everything. Yes. When you move in, take pictures. When you move out, take pictures, take videos. Because I've seen it happen before where people will try to say, oh, you know, this, this, and this was wrong. And you can show proof and be like, no, it wasn't. This is fine. Yeah. So and something to pictures have dates with them. So you don't yeah, have to worry about them to. saying anything. Mm-hmm. So this is probably my favorite part that I've been wanting to talk about. And I know Perry has been wanting to talk about oh this. Gosh. Yeah. Is move the moving itself, the Packers, because like we briefly touched on they are demon-possessed gorillas that are possessed by the souls of those that you have wronged in a past life, okay? So I think rule number one would be they pack everything. So what you need to do is you need to have either a closet or a bedroom or bathroom. I think I've always used the bathroom. And anything that you do not want them to pack goes into that one room. Literally everything, including your trash can. If you're not moving that, put that into that room. Close that room off, mark it, say, 
don't touch this room, don't go into this room, nothing in this room is gonna be moved. Um, the reason I pick a bathroom is because it's usually the least furnished thing, so it's the easiest thing to stop cordon off. So that's like step number one. They will pack everything. I had a friend that they packed the garage and she didn't really pay attention to the garage because then she was never in the garage and they packed like old tires and like junk and stuff like that that should have been done. I feel like the garage is something that gets forgotten about a lot. So just keep that in mind. Um, and then Shannon and I- I know what I have actually done in the past because this is something that a veteran spouse showed me is mm -hmm. to physically take tape and mm -hmm. X the door. Mm -hmm. If you need to, don't hesitate to ask another spouse or another friend of yours to physically be in the house to physically watch these things so that the packers don't go, oh, there's an X on the door. That means I got to pack the tape and open up the door. No, just make sure they stay. If, you, if you're lucky enough, you can physically lock that door. That's actually something we've done in the past. We can physically lock it. We've plus put mm -hmm. tape physically over the door to stop them. Yeah. I know this seems like really stupid things. But these are these are the stupid things you're gonna pat yourself in the back later for doing because yeah. I've known people where they have physically packed the actual trash bin with actual trash in it. So please watch <laughs> your packers, please watch your movers. If you need to ask a friend to physically help you kind of babysit them, that's what you gotta do. When Perry yeah. makes a joke saying they're like gorillas, they are really yeah. like gorillas. I yeah. the very first packers we had. It was funny because I was doing the rounds around the house because we lived in a multi-floor at that point. Mm -hmm. I remember I went upstairs and I was kind of, I popped in to see how she was doing and she broke something of mine that was glass. Mm -hmm. And I watched her physically break it and she was not going to say anything. She was just going to pack it. Mm -hmm. I looked at her and I go, hey man, what you do? And she's like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, you're going to say anything to me that you broke? You I physically watched you break it as I came around the corner and she's like, oh, oh. And I'm like cool we're gonna take pictures of this and i'm gonna we're gonna charge you guys for this thank yeah. you though so yeah, absolutely please this is i know it sounds stupid you gotta watch them yeah and like i as a really not a confrontational person my first two moves i was very hands-off i didn't want them to feel like i was breathing down their necks i didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable and by the third move i was like none of y'all have feelings you are all empty souls that hate me. I don't care how you think I'm treating you. I will treat you badly if you break my stuff. Like, no. The things you want to do, if you have items of high value, you need to sign, like fill out that high value item list. And it's annoying and it's tedious, but it needs to be done. Some movers will give you one, it's like half a page long. And if you need more space, they'll be like, sorry, you're only allotted 20. No, 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 no. They have more paper. You need to say, hey, I need another high value item list. And if they say no, call their manager because you are allotted as many high value items as you need. Okay, don't let them lie to you. Um, that being said, on those sheets, like with TVs and stuff, um, you wanna write down the serial numbers and you also wanna have proof that they were working before they packed them. And then also they do this really fun thing. This was the moment in my, in my life as a military spouse where I lost hope in humanity is when we moved from um, Mississippi to here, we had a brand new couch because we didn't bring any of our couches from Germany because why would we? Um, it was in perfect working order and it wasn't until I was unloading everything that I realized that not only was there description but there was all these little chicken scratches next to it. And I'm like, what are these? I have no idea what these are. And I looked it up and there are these little abbreviations. It was like ST, RP, da da da. And then I look and there's a little like code little key code that says what all these abbreviations are. And they marked my brand new imperfect shaped couch as ripped, 
stained, broken, torn, like all of the things to cover their butts. So if anything happened to my brand new couch, they would not be held liable. And that's something I didn't notice. And I thank God that it was fine. But if they had broken our $2,700 couch and chair, there was absolutely nothing I could have done about it because they marked it as all these things. So when I say go through your manifest item by item, you can sit down with that, the, like the moving manager, do it line by line, ask questions, scratch things out if it's wrong, make them redo it if it's wrong because they will do everything they can to get out of complaints and stuff like that. So like if you have to, when they're done, everything is packed, there's nothing left in your house, sit your butt on the floor with a pen and go through everything line by line because nobody else will. Nobody's gonna do it for you and nobody cares if you lose your stuff. They're not gonna care if you say, oh, my brand new really, really nice TV's broken. They're not gonna care if nobody you didn't cares. write down serial numbers, you didn't prove that it was it was working prior. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that um, I learned really early on is take pictures of everything. What we did was not only take pictures of everything, we, sh we had physical pictures of also all the serial numbers. Like I know mm -hmm. for me, I'm into gaming. So I have my consoles, which mind you, I don't have just one console. I have multiple consoles because consoles are constantly changing and so forth. So for me, I would probably have a meltdown if I got to my next base and found out my Xbox that I use literally daily was busted in the move because of X reasons. One positive thing, and this is actually something I recently saw off one of the pages. People were asking about, should you tip your packers and movers? Don't. They are getting paid. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. I've never, I've never tipped my packers or movers. I've just fed them. Yeah. I've watered them and fed them, I guess, like a plant. But yeah, I don't think you're supposed to. I saw a lot of people say don't. Yeah, I did too. Um, no. Uh, okay, so now you're less than two weeks out. At this point, your flights are booked. Your pets should be up to date on all their vaccinations and everything like that. You probably quit your job by now. Your luggage should be packed and ready to go. You're probably in TLF and your paperwork is all in a nice folder and you have everything you need, whether that be passports, your medical records, your vet medical records, your marriage certificate. Make sure you have your marriage certificate. I don't know if yes. anyone else has been stopped at the airport. I forgot where we were flying out of. Both my husband and I got asked, mm -hmm. like we got separated and got asked, like, how do I know him? And I was like, um, he's my scary. husband of X amount of years. And I'm happy we, like, I carry that type of stuff on me because, like, I think they were worried that, like, because you have, this is the trigger warning, um, people do get traffic, trafficked. Sure. So sometimes you will, you will get asked, do you know this gentleman or do you know this person to mm -hmm. make sure you're not someone who's being kidnapped and dragged yeah. off to a horrible life. Yeah. So, sorry, sideboard there. <laughs> I never even thought about that. I would imagine that would also be a higher risk if you were an interracial couple too because racism mm -hmm. is good and going live, um, live and well live, live and well, and well. <laughs> um if you're driving then you want to make sure you get your oil changed you check your tire pressure you change your transmission fluid whatever it is that you need to get your car in tip-top shape especially if you're doing like an east coast to west coast drive you want to make sure that there's no surprises make sure the jack is in your car because if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Just prepare for Murphy's that. Murphy's Law. Murphy's, Murphy's Law. Law. And then also um, try to book your hotels in advance. Um, I know some people that try to make like a road trip out of it, especially if you're going to be going through states that you've never seen before and you otherwise like wouldn't have an opportunity. 
just check out the areas and kind of, you know, see what, you know, major cities you probably could stop in. Um, unless you're in a rush, then just go. Have fun. So one thing you need to remember is um, moving into a hotel on base. You get so many days covered by the military, so plan for those. Um, if you end up staying more than those days allotted, you will have to pay for that, even though the military does cover your so many days in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for us, the military did not cover the pet fees, yeah. which is, I think our last place was like, a I think it was like $10, $20 per day. I think at the mm-hmm. end it was like 100 plus dollars. They're not going to pay for that. You got to pay for that. So please yeah. plan to cover these fees. Um, I know for me, um, this is probably something we're probably going to touch on more next episode about how to financially plan some PCSing mm-hmm. because it's actually something that me and my husband are currently evaluating right now because we are less than two years out before we move and we're already mm-hmm. getting into the headspace of, okay, how much is this next move going to cost us? Yeah. So that's something to, to like just a keep year that in mind. At this point, it's April? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like less than a year and a half before you move. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, I'm kind of ready to get to our next location. <laughs> I feel like four years is a long... I, I say that. Four years is a long time to be anywhere. Well, yeah, the military has trained us. You're not allowed to live somewhere more than three to four years. Know, it's very break. strange. Ew, this is boring. Can I move now? I don't yeah. know anyone here anymore. Can I leave? I don't want to <laughs> make new friends. Okay. Um. So just kind of briefly, the last thing we want to talk about is the day you leave. Um, more specifically, if you are flying, because, um, you know, it's really not that hard to figure out how to get into a car and start driving, but <laughs> it's time to fly. Um, make sure the night before that you have everything ready to go. You know where your passport is. You know where all your documentation is. It's maybe in its own little section in your backpack. Um, double check, make sure you have a ride to the airport, whether that's a taxi, a sponsor, a friend, whatever that's going to be. If you've rented a car, make sure you know where your drop off is. I'd highly recommend if you have, you know, a spouse, which as a military spouse, you do. So I recommend one of you gets dropped off at the terminal and then the other one goes by themselves to return the car and vice versa. When you go to pick up your car, just hang out, especially if you have kids or pets, just hang out in the terminal and let the one person, whether it's you or your active duty member, go and get the rental car once you get there, just because it's not fun to carry around all that luggage and there's no reason to make yourself more tired than you need to be. And speaking about luggage, this is something I had no idea until I got to Frankfurt and we were leaving. They actually allowed us to check our luggage the night before. So we didn't fly out to like 10 a.m. the next day, but at like 6 p.m. they said, yeah, you can go ahead and check your luggage in now. So the morning of, we only had our carry-on and our cats. Yep, and it made it we did so too. much less stressful. So just see if that's an option for you. I mean, again, especially if you're a family of four or a family of five or a family of seven, it would be so much easier if you didn't have to wake up and drag all your luggage in with you. And all the children. That's no, really rough. I just got moms out there. Just shout out to you guys. I don't know how you guys do it. That's amazing. You no, guys are amazing. I don't know. You know, and the best part is once you've made it on your flight, guess what you can do finally? You can breathe. Yeah. Relax. For if just you, the flight. If you're, just, just enjoy for the flight. Yeah. Once you get off that flight and you got a connection, wake up again and start running. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to leave it there. We're going to come back in the next uh, next episode and we're going to talk more about um, specifications for pets. We're going to be talking more about shipping a car. Yeah, any car, to, car information and any other. In the last part, we're also going to add any weird tidbits 
that I've picked up from any of the Facebook pages and same thing for mm -hmm. Perry. If any of you have any weird tips, send us a DM on yeah. Instagram or even comment on our on our post mm -hmm. telling us some weird them. tricks that you've learned. Like yeah. what is something that you wish you knew or information you're like, oh my God, I learned this in my last move. Check this out. You know, right. just remember, if you know something that you don't think, if you know something you think other people know, there's a good chance they probably don't know. It's true. Yeah. So we got to share the love, got to share the knowledge. So, um, okay. So we're going to end our topic there. So um, Shannon, let's talk about our NMRs. And this isn't something we even talked about beforehand. So this is a surprise one. Um, but Shannon, Ooh. what is a hobby you have that you wouldn't know by looking at you? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> I'm actually stumped. I would say, just from my perspective, not knowing this, playing the guitar. I did not know that you could play the guitar and you wouldn't know by looking at you. Mostly because of the, the fingernails, I think. <laughs> yeah, my, my claws really don't help me nowadays. I'm actually yeah. hoping to relearn. I actually learned how to play guitar back in middle school because I was mm -hmm. an emo kid. I mean, I'm still an emo kid at heart, let's be realistic. Yeah. And... I want to re-pick it back up. I still have my electric acoustic guitar that I've had since middle school. Yeah. I think for me, because, like, I don't I don't know. I think I look different than I think I do. But, I mean, I'm an accountant. I'm a married, boring accountant. And I snowboard. Like, I'm passionate about snowboarding. And I'm really good at it. And I think that's probably one that, if you just looked at me on a daily basis, you would not foresee that at all. But then on the I flip side, say, I have pink hair and I also really like crocheting, so. I was going to say the crocheting would be the one that I wouldn't peg you for because it's quiet. And I wouldn't, <laughs> I don't want to say boring, but it's very quiet and boring. Yeah. Like it's a very boring, quiet topic that I just couldn't see you doing because you're always on the go like me. Yeah, that could be it too. So very extreme differences. I have very, I have yes. a wide range of hobbies. Like, I know for me, I wouldn't even thought about the gu guitar because I feel like I feel like I come off a little artsy at times. So I was like, oh, it probably kind of falls under the cliche of being artsy and nerdy. But I guess yeah. I, I, you know, like you said, it's hard to tell from, like, how do other people view you? Yeah. And that's something like, do I come across as boring because of what I do for a living and, like, my lifestyle? No. No? I feel like if anything you probably have a lot more going on. I mean, some people are accountants and they're ac accountants and they're actually boring. And then there's other people that are accountants by day and crazy people by night. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who are I, you today? <laughs> Who knows? I have to say, and like nothing against accountants, but I am definitely the loudest, most uh, energetic person I work with. <laughs> like, I mean, there's, I, this, there's the stereotype for a reason is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm... I mean, I know for me, it's, I really haven't had too much of hobbies considering that I work full time, I go to school mm -hmm. full time. So that anytime I have anywhere between, it's very um, sparse and in between at this point. Yeah. Well, I feel like one of your hobbies could be makeup. Like you're really good at doing your makeup and stuff, but that's something you could tell by looking at you. <laughs> well, yeah, right well, now, my face is actually on. Shannon has like the most beautiful winged eyeliner right now. Eyelashes for days and this gorgeous I it's either pink or red, it's hard to tell on the video camera. Oh, it's pink. It looks she is pink. Hot pink. Yeah, pink eyeshadow. And I haven't showered in three days, so you know, there's there's some differences between us. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will be dying right, right now. So, um, all right. Before we close this up, um, one thing I really want to touch on besides saying thank you for everyone who's been listening, especially people who've been listening since the beginning when our audio was still Nothing. figuring itself yeah. out. That was me, guys. That I was, was my bad. <laughs> no, you're still learning. You know, this is, I guess this is a hobby that neither one of us thought we'd be picking up. Like if we, if, when yeah. we first met, decided to look at each other and go, hey man, you want to, you want to do a podcast together? Neither one of us would have been like, hey, yeah, let's do that. That seems like you know, a good idea so- for our skill set. Nobody thought that. <laughs> exactly. So one thing I want to say, obviously, besides thank you for everyone who's listening still and hopefully share this with your friends, share with other military spouses, that'd be like wicked cool and all. But one thing I want to say is that I noticed that we have about 40% of people come from Apple Podcasts where they listen. So one thing, I don't know if any of you know this, Apple Podcasts is this great thing called a rating system. You know, give us some nice stars. So if you are a listener off of Apple, if you could just take the time, give us a five-star review. I would prefer a five-star review if that's possible. And just give us some nice words of encouragement, you know, keep, yeah. just remind us, you know, what we're doing is, is a, not only a fun hobby, but possibly helping somebody, mm-hmm. you know, is our stuff relatable? Are you enjoying listening to it? Has our audio improved? That'd be a really cool comment too. Yeah. I would so, love to hear that. Cause I am trying my best here and I am not a sound engineer. I mean, you know, your, your job is accounting. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's kind of the polar opposite of what we're both doing at this yeah. point. Yeah. I guess, um, Perry, good night. And we will talk to you all in two weeks. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to contact us, you can go ahead and reach out at PSWeHaveOrdersPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at PSWeHaveOrdersPodcast. Please go ahead, leave a comment, send us a message, anything you want to tell us. We're here to listen to you guys. Um, If you have any ideas for an episode, just let us know. So again, thank you for listening. Don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. Thanks.